bit of it like we always do. We had a mess up. Uh, so now you're listening to the Class 3A and 2A Dark Horse Show. Where's 4A, you might ask? Well, it's up. It's also about an hour long in of itself. Uh, that's why we do these off-season shows. We have to get used to being back into the flow of these shows. And also, again, a lot of difference with the the, the video and, and everything. So the 4A show is up. It's a separate show because we went really, really long. Uh, like we, we, we talked an hour on about eight schools and that's great when we're doing our big R's preview show, but we try to keep everything else except for those recordings to about an hour, 12 shows by my count, 12 shows, yeah, 12 shows. (laughs) How can you do an hour on 12, 12, 12 schools, but, uh, and it's just, and part of it's also, again, it's a little clunky right now as we get used to doing this, uh, in this format and in the system. Anyway, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This is Sideline to Sideline brought to you by SI Design and Printing. You can find them online at sidesign.net. Now we, we showed the commercial to begin and we've talked about what Kyle and them do for schools and colleges and banks and businesses. Uh, they do some great work when it comes to that kind of stuff. We showed some of them, like right now I'm showing online, uh, where they did the St. Edwards Baseball Hilltoppers. They did a wrap and a scoreboard onto their wall. Uh, they also work for regular companies. Central National Bank at, down in uh, Waco wanted to celebrate their 25 years and who have been with them for 25 years. And so they did a real nice uh, thing on the wall that Kyle and them did. But they also do custom sports prints for your athlete. If you're a mom, a dad, a grandma, a granddad, and you want to immortalize your kids playing days, check out sidesign.net forward slash sport prints. Basically you upload a high quality picture and they're going to make a, a, a poster out of it. Best way to describe it. They do 14 by 18 uh, vintage sports prints. They do custom prints. They do custom design trading cards. And this is a thing that a lot of schools are starting to do. Uh, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, they did one for their seniors. So did Harding University. Uh, they did one for each individual for their seniors. So check them out online, SI Design and Printing. Again, SIDesign.net. Uh, their their front page has all their stuff, but go to forward slash sports prints and, and see the custom sports prints. They do wonderful, wonderful work. And we do appreciate them being the title sponsor here for Sideline to Sideline, all three shows each and every week. Does um, that explain the reason a big poster of your hairy junk is on our wall? Wait, what? I thought I took that down. Oh, you mean this? Yeah. Yeah. This is our banner. Thank you. I forgot to even bring that up in 4A. This is our banner that they did. I didn't mean the banner. I mean. I know, I know. But also behind, you can't really see it here, but if you go look at our YouTube, we have our Outdrank the Coverage banner that they did. Uh, Kyle also did a sideline or an S2S Sport L4 Media uh, banner. uh, And we do appreciate that. I, I love this banner. We've had a banner before. But this is my favorite banner. I mean, I, I would do that and mm-hmm. just have it say Grant and Terry. But then Coach X hired, you know, one of the political lawyers and we contract. We have to put him in and all that. But great. Oh, and Coach X will be back with us next week. Uh, he wasn't able to do anything this week. Uh, so what we're going to do here tonight, uh, which we already did for an hour and four. Well, that's a terrible show. My bad, folks. Uh, we're going to do Dark Horses. Uh, we're going to start in 3A and, and give you five to six per division. Uh, in 3A and then also in 2A as well. Next week, we're going to be recording our dark, I mean, our toughest region or district show. We haven't decided which one. Uh, then the next week will be the, the the other one of that. And then August 5th, folks, that's when we record our Big R's preview shows uh, where 
those shows will go an hour longer or a little bit longer than an hour on each one because we talk every district. We pick every team that'll make the playoffs and we'll tell you why. And then we pick our state semifinals and our state championships. Uh, and so be looking forward to those. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline, on Twitter, at Grant and Terry. Uh, our websites now, if you want to listen to us, if you don't want to just go on the podcast platform, go to s2sport.com or s2sgrantandterry.com or on our new YouTube channel at L4 Media. Now that we got all that out of the way, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk 3A underdogs, Division One and Division Two, right here on Sideline to Sideline on L4 Media. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. Terry Bennett Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline on the S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Kind of a weird song when we're talking about public school football. Just saying, just want to point that out. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. 3A. I don't know what that feedback is. I don't know if y'all are hearing it again. We're, we're figuring some things out, which is driving me crazy. But we're going to keep going on. Grant, let's start off. 3A Division One. Uh, I, one of the ones, I'll go ahead and get it now because you and I, I just saw your list. You and I agreed on Jim Ned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jim Ned's a team that I, I guess because of their state championship run and then a region final run the next year, last year they took a step back. I, I kind of feel like people might have forgotten them. Well, but they I'm, had a lot of injuries last year. Right? You know, it felt like they've Early. had a lot of injuries for the last couple years. Right. I, you know, that th- they were a team that uh, I remember some of the Jim Ned fans admitting to us that that state championship run just it, it wore them down. I mean, the teams they went through and even though they made it to the region finals that next year, they never fully was a hundred percent healthy that year. Yeah. And then last year it was injuries. There's a lot of, there were some things behind the scenes and things like that. But I mean, this is a team that returns like a core offense. That's still a pretty good team. And, and I think in a region where you and I were talking off the air, I think in a region where, kind of wide open, it, it, right? It, yes. There's Brock and Brock is still Brock and all that, but, Everybody in that region is, I think, taking a step back, which has allowed Jim Ned to take a step forward and be a little closer. Well, you know, Jim Ned has probably one of the best running backs that nobody's ever heard of in Class 3A and Braden Shipman, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this kid is a stud. Then they got a really good quarterback in Gray Beasley. 
Um, the defense should be better this year. And as long as Jim Ned stays uh, just injury-free or limited injuries, I think they're going to be a threat in this region, if not the whole state. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, they're in a region, you know, region one out there because of Brock and what Jim Ned did in their, you know, state championship run, state region final run. You forget that it's it's after them, it's always wide open. You know, you have teams that step up. Two years ago was Pilot Point. Two years ago, Pilot Point, you know, made a region final, and everybody thought, wow, Pilot Point, you know, the next year was going to be a team to beat, and then they fell. Last year, Whitesboro was the team that kind of stepped up, and they're they're replacing a ton, including maybe the, the most winning quarterback in the history of Whitesboro. Everybody else has the same questions, and if you, to me, when you even the field with Jim Ned, that puts Jim Ned a step ahead of you. Sure. All right, let's go ahead and swing all the way east, because another one that you had on, and I kind of thought maybe you and I weren't going to be able to, to call them a, a dark horse. I thought they would be ranked higher, and that's Atlanta. Yeah. Peyton Harrison, a quarterback, 1,200-yard passer. I mean, just Atlanta, I know they still don't have the depth, but. Well, that's always going to be their issue when they're still. Right. They would be better in D2. I mean, not not that they would play better, but, I mean, depth-wise, they, they're yeah. more closer to 3AD2 than they are at the top of 3AD1. But I think this year's Jackrabbit team have a lot. I mean, the Rabbit's going to be a lot better this year. Oh, yeah, right? I agree. And I think they could make some noise in D2 this year. Well, And then their thing is, is they're in a district that, again, there's a lot of talent, but everybody kind of has a question mark. Uh, you know, Gladewater last year just – offensively couldn't do anything. Can they improve that? Can Tatum on the opposite side. Man, Gladewater looks dry right yeah, now. Yeah, it really man. does. I, it I, really I does. Just, after seeing them against Mount Vernon last year, I just I, – I don't know how you went from there to there. But that's why – at any level, especially at the lower levels, when you get those special teams, man, you got to hope everything breaks right. Yeah. Because if you'd have told me four years ago that Gladewater would run through that that era they had and not win a state championship, not even play for a state championship, I, I would have said no. They're, they're, they got to at least play for one. What's called Texas football? Exactly, and you get team, you get games like that. Pottsboro semifinal, yeah, you, one of the best team games we've seen. Walk one week and the next week, Texas football. Is there and I feel like it's it's that's even heavier at the lower levels. I feel like that happens oh, yeah, quicker. Yeah. That's that's one sure. of the reasons why we love talking. It is you're you're not talking the same. Well, I say that and you got Carthage and Brock and Franklin, but you have enough churning to where there's always five or six teams every couple of years that are there that weren't there before. And I think Atlanta, who used to be there, can add that to them. And I think they I think they will be. But again, it's going to be a tough district. All right. So who else do you have? I've got Anawak. Anawak Panthers. Yeah, they, they got like, you know, what were they, nine and three last year, a couple of rounds deep in the playoffs. I think they lost to Franklin. Actually gave Franklin a pretty good game in what the second round. Was playoffs? that the second or the, I thought, the second, I thought that was the first? Third. Yeah, that was or the first, second, or third. I can't remember. But they've got most of those guys, they've got like six or seven coming back on offense, eight or nine coming back on defense. But Anna White was able to run the football. And I think they'll be able to do that again this year. And I don't know anybody down in that part of the region that will make hay against them before uh, the playoffs, at least. Yeah, th their issue is just the region is so damn good. Yeah, you, well, you're it talking is a really good region. But you're, you're talking about Franklin, Lorena, Columbus, Hitchcock, and. Right. and 
But you notice Hitchcock is the only one close to them in the region when you talk brackets. Yeah, no, you're right. So Anahuac ought to have at least one playoff, maybe two playoff games before they get to Hitchcock. Yeah, no, Hitchcock's I agree. a different animal because oh, yeah. those dudes coming back are going to be hey, special. Talking about Gladewater, Hitchcock's one of those. Let's see if they're able to take this special class, and they're just sophomores this year, so they should be around for a couple of years and actually cash in, or will they just almost they were be close last year? Very close. It felt like they were a year ahead, and that's a good thing. Um, it, 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 but again, and didn't they win state basketball tournament? This did year? they? I, I don't follow I think that. They did. I, I really don't follow that. But here's the thing they're, they're in a district where they're not even the favorite to win district. That's right. how tough because that region of is because of Columbus. And they beat Columbus last year in district. Now, this is one of those that is a team that always seems to be right around the dark horse. And sometimes they cash in, sometimes they don't. But Whitney, I, I think oh, yeah. Whitney is a team that, I mean, you look at them. I know Whitney's we, either a doormat or they're a dark horse uh, yeah here's perfect 2019 11 and 2 i think that's the year they beat grandview and then 2020 3 and 7 they they, they don't have a they don't bridge you know four years of great they're, they're either really really good for one or two years and then they they bounce back down i think this year they're going to bounce back up because last year they were pretty salty man they were eight and four uh, they lose to Pottsboro in the playoffs in that crazy shootout down in mesquite uh, weren't you at that game, sixty-two forty-nine? You were at that one. I no, that's the one I was at. Yeah, that's when I was at. Jesus Christ! What are you trying to live Sorry. your life? It's been again. It's just how been. Do, a, how do you say weren't you at that game? And it was you. I'm so sorry, dude. It's, it's been a weird night. I was probably um, in Vegas, like living my life at that area. Their thing is offensive. They can score with anybody, but when they play good teams, they they give up points. They gave up 42 to West. They gave up 41 to Grandview, and then they gave up 62 to Pottsboro. Um, now, in saying that, last year they only had like two restart, returning defenders. I think this year, I think they have seven or eight. Uh, so if if Mark Berg can get that defense to play good, that offense is still going to be there. They're going to still be clicking, and I think they're in a spot in a region where, where they could make some noise, you know, if they can get out of third place in 7-3 Division One. Well, you know, they got a really good quarterback in Mason Seeley who threw for over 2,400 yards last year. Um, their receiver, Anderson, that kid, uh, you know, almost had, what, 1,000 yards receiving yeah. last year. So uh, it all comes down to defense, I think, for Whitney this year. I think uh, uh, Seeley at quarterback can, you know, put points on the board, but what if, what are the Wildcats going to be able to do on defense? So uh, my next uh, – uh, Dark Horse is Jordan, man. Matt Hicks, man. 2015 uh, yards uh, passing, around five, 600 yards rushing. Jordan's in that part of the region where if they win district, they might have a really favorable setup in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a perfect way to, to say it. If they win district, that last year they lose to Vanderbilt Industrial in the second round, 19 to 8. And I think that's the round that was really terrible weather all over Texas. That And, and I, if I remember correctly, that really hurt their offense. But yeah, they're in a district. They won district last year. They're going to win district this year. I don't even know if they're going to be challenged this year in district. They really weren't last year. Um, they had three shutouts, uh, four shutouts. Uh, and their closest game was 39 to 21 in district. 
So for them, you just got to worry about do they see enough good teams in non-district last year? Right. Uh, they played George West, Pleasanton, and Goliad, and Goliad thumped them 31-8. to eight. Those are pretty good teams. Yeah, solid teams. Yeah. If they can come out 3-0, and 2-1 oh, and one in those uh, pre-district games, I think they'll be okay. All right. Uh, the other one that you have that I agree with, and this is another team that I feel like we mention all the time, and that's Woodville. Yeah. It seems like every couple of years they're a dark horse team for us. Uh, last year uh, they went nine and three. Uh, remember they gave Hitchcock a game, all game in the playoffs, and, and Hitchcock's won late, thirty six to thirty one. Uh, their only two losses on the year was nine point or ten points to Franklin to begin the year, right? And then seven points to Dieball, and, and that that Dieball last year was really up and down, man. It, sometimes Dieball could look great, like when they lost to Franklin thirty five to twenty five, and then other times they struggled, like when they lost to Cold Spring twenty to nineteen. Uh, yeah, you know, their quarterback Roland Williams. I mean, that kid can control the offense. He yep. he, he runs the offense. He's Pretty, I'd say confident, right? Yeah. Like you, you cannot intimidate the kid. So the Williams kid at quarterback is really what drives this offense for uh, uh, Woodville. No, I, I totally agree with you there. Again, their issue is is they're just in such a tough region oh, yeah, that they fair. could be really, really good. They could beat, you know, almost everybody in the top ten. But you've got five or six of those top tens in your own region, and. Sometimes it's just surviving, and a lot of times when it's – that, this is why a lot of times teams from these types of regions don't win state because they just it, – it's it's like a state championship every week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at what Columbus went through last year and who had, they had to play week in and week out, uh, and, and so that's that's the only thing holding them back. All right, let's go out back out to 4-3-8 because there's one that I, that I agree with you on this one. Uh, and you could make the case: Are they really a dark horse? Because I think I think a lot of people think that they're going to be a, a team that goes pretty far this year if they can get out of of their own district's way. And that's Paradise, ten and three last year, and their only three losses were to Brock and Whitesboro twice. Right. Well, Paradise quarterback Austin Glacius. Yep. Is he not the best dual threat quarterback in Class Three? I had totally forgot that last year he came into the he came into the season as a wide receiver. He yeah, wasn't even yeah. supposed to be the quarterback. Right. That, that happened as the season went along. Yeah, and probably the uh, stats wise for a quarterback, when you talk about combining receiving yards and rushing yards, nobody's better. Oh, nobody's yeah. better. You this know, dude is a stud. It's all about what he has around him, and that's what it was last year for Paradise. I think he's good enough to take them over the threshold and get them into a position to go three rounds deep, but if they've got one or two more players on the offensive side of the ball and a defense that can step up and play kind of what they did last year, I think they'll be... They'll be lights out, and they will be a true dark horse. To me, the biggest thing they have to do is win one of those games against the Brock or Whitesboro. Look, the, well, the, they got the Whitesboro game this year. I think they will. Well, I do too. But I'm just saying they, they got to do that. They, they, I mean, that Brock defense. Uh, oh no, no, I, I'm not saying they have to beat Brock, but one of them. They they have to win a big game in district. Right. Uh, and, and and the thing about this district is, last year it was really top heavy. And, and I think it has a chance to be a little bit deeper. Now, I'm not going to say that this team is a a dark horse yet as far as on the state level, but watch out for Ponder in this district. 
Marcus Schultz, the head coach there, that's what he does. He wins. He yeah. he, he he builds programs. And, and if you look at what he did at Splendor, a team that had never won a playoff game, and, and he had he had them winning playoff games before he left. He went to Humble and was five and five in Humble last year in one of the toughest districts, not in six A, but of all the state. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to do it this year, but don't Ponder's not going to be an easy out. Four three A Division One has become one of the more interesting districts. Even though Brock continually wins it, everything under them just completely keeps churning. Uh, Pilot Point has went from two years ago, you know, being a region uh, finalist to they might not even have a team this year. Yeah, a lot of crazy things are going on down there, and they don't have a lot of players now. I know one of them that had moved off has decided he's going to stay, uh, but that just again that shows you what we we're talking about the Gladewater. W- when you have those special teams, enjoy it. Don't assume that that's what you're going to have for the rest of the you know the time because that thing can change quickly. Yeah. All right, let's now go to three A Division Two. I want to start in East Texas, and that's a team that has kind of been on the cusp of being one of these teams, and that's true. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I would love for Troop and Arp to be back top and playing each other. That's one of the most underrated rivalries back in the day and, and stuff. Uh, but the Tigers, the last few years, you know, that they've been right at that level. In 2018, they were 10 and 3. 2019, 7 and 5. Took a step back during COVID year, but last year was eight and four. And at times looked like they were ready to 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 be a region threat. But then again, talking about like Paradise in those big games against West Rusk, uh, in those big games against Edgewood, they just couldn't quite come up with it. They did make the playoffs. Uh, and they lost the hooks, but I, I like what True Pass coming back this year. Yeah, they got a quarterback in Grayson Hare and twenty two hundred and sixty yards passing uh, from an eight and eight team that went what uh, or eight and eight starters coming yeah. back from a six and five team. Uh, I think Harrod is good enough to bring Troop back into maybe three rounds deep in this uh, in this draw in that part of the in that part of the state in 3A Division Two. Well, and that's one of those areas that if you win district, your path becomes so different. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's a big difference in seeing certain teams in round one or seeing certain teams at the region final. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go a little bit more west and let's go to Comanche. Uh, th- this is one that you had. I, I had them on my list and then I took them off because I thought, okay, you know, they went 10 and 2 last year. Uh, I, I don't know. You know if, they lost out to what Gunner, or I'm sorry, Bells, yeah. uh, down in Springtown, a game we were at. But I remember seeing that Comanche running back, Sawyer Wilkerson. That, yep. He, that dude was really good. He just came up against the Bells. Defense is really good. But Sawyer Wilkerson is back. And then Layden Welch, the quarterback for Comanche. I think Comanche's going to be really good. Now, for Comanche to take like a deep run into the playoffs, I think that defense is going to have to get a little bit better. Yeah. Because I know how good that Bell's running game was last year, but that just chopped them apart, man. That that running game for Bell's just absolutely annihilated that defensive front for Comanche. Yeah. I mean, and Comanche's got to get better up front defensively, but if they do, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and for people that say, well, that's Bells and that's true, but, I mean, all year long, uh, the Indians struggled defensively. They gave up 40, 45, 28, 28, 33. I mean, when they struggled, it it was through their defense. But now let's remember, Jake Escobar took over a team that had been 1-9 in 2021. So 
to be able to completely turn around from one and nine to 10 wins, that in of itself is an amazing feat. And that's that kind of stuff that, you know, it, you, you, you get that one year and you get that bounce back and all of a sudden the confidence is different. You're going into games thinking you might actually have a chance. And all jokes aside, that is so huge at this level. Just yeah, kids believing that they're, they can win. It completely changes how they prepare. It completely changes how they play. Right. And Coach Escobar has really got the Indians up. And I'm like you, I think I, I legitimately think this is a team that if the if it breaks right, we're not just talking about, oh, they had a nice couple rounds, a team that could be playing in the region. Yeah. All right. Let's now this one's fun to say because this is a team that for many, many years was a blue blood and that's Lexington. Mm -hmm. And it's it's weird that to have them as a dark horse, but they've kind of fallen the last few years yeah, for them. For them, yeah. Well, they got their quarterback Case Evans, who I think is a senior now, has started as a freshman. Yeah, and even after his freshman year, his sophomore year, everybody is thinking Case Evans is going to be an All State player. Yeah, and you know, I I don't know. This is Case Evans' year to really take them. Uh, I think over that threshold, he's got a really good receiver and uh, Mason Buell coming back. Um, you know, again, it comes down to that Lexington defense. I think offensively, Lexington's going to be okay. They're going to be really good. Uh, but it comes down to the defense and the draw that they get in the playoffs. Well, And let's remember one thing. This was a team that last year, uh, you and I, when we did our playoff week one, we thought they were going to go far in the playoffs. And, and Wallace Brazos pulled off one of the bigger upsets. Uh, but I like what you talked about. Case Evans' sophomore year, we, you always project he had a great freshman year, 2,500 yards. Kobe kid at running back. Well, yes. Was Kobe, um, I, I can't remember his name. But, yeah, he had him to lean on. When he does not have a just stud back to lean on, maybe he's better. Or we'll have to see because sometimes, like you said, you assume, okay, he had a great freshman year, so now he's going to immediately make that step to the next level. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the good freshman quarterback turns out to just be a good sophomore quarterback. We'll have to see. Now, in saying that, Lexington has a history of having these quarterbacks. I mean, usually when you have a Lexington team that's played really deep into the playoffs, it, it, it's usually an, a quarterback that at sometimes even has to do everything. We've seen those Lexington teams before as well. Uh, but I, I think the Eagles are going to be pretty good. And they're also in a district. I, I mean, we'll have to see. Rodgers and, and Buffalo and Clifton and Elkhart. I mean, those that ain't the, ter the, the murder row that that you know you, you no. see sometimes. All right, right. Uh, what do you think about Taft? I saw that you had them on there, and I hadn't even thought about them. And then after I saw your list, I started looking them up, and I was like, oh wow, yeah, this I can see this now. Oh, Taft might have one of the better uh, dual threat quarterbacks in class. Three A and JJ Acosta uh, threw for forty two hundred and seventy yards last year, ran for fourteen hundred and fifty yards. And the Taft defense should be pretty good. They return a lot of those guys from last year. Well, and you know, and, and, and Acosta was a guy that has this will be his third year starting. Mm -hmm. uh, they also have a, a kid that's a junior in David Davis. That if if it, any other team, he would probably be the starting quarterback. He plays safety. Uh, I, I like Taft. Uh, Taft last year, you know, that they got going late, and I say late, they got going once district play. They started the year off one and three. Uh, but then they got hot. They upset Rodgers. That was a pretty big upset in the playoffs last year. Uh, and I see them in a district where, I mean, again, 
they should roll through the district. Uh, Hebronville was six and six last year. Uh, Santa Rosa was seven and four. Uh, I, I don't really see Odom. I, now, I'm not saying Odom's a dark horse. I don't think Odom's another one in 19. That was a weird year for Odom. Right. Th- that's a team that was one in nine. But, but when Hebronville might be the only team out of this uh, district that can kind of discount yeah. this year. I think. I, 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 I think Odom's Odom. I think. Better, yeah. I mean, you look at Odom last year, and they look they lose one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games by one possession, right? Uh, again, we talked in 4A about Sulphur Springs when they were in 5A doing that. They were an 11 and one team in 2021, one and nine last year. And, and if you're talking about if they just win half of those games, they're a playoff team. So, I do think that Odom, like you said, I think they could challenge, but I really do like Tatum. Uh, Tatum. I do like Taft at, at this part of the bracket, though. All right, and then the last one, 3A Division II, I've got Jacksboro. Lando Belcher at quarterback, 2,870 yards passing, uh, around 680 uh, yards rushing. I just think uh, Jacksboro, they can play some defense again. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, last year they went 8-4. and Defense was all – that was their issue. They gave it 42 to Breckenridge, 41 to Cisco. Uh, 53 to Comanche and 48 to Gunner. Even in their wins, like when they beat City View, which was a good upset. City uh, View was a really good yeah, team. They, yeah, and they were a dark horse last year for us. Um, yeah. But even when they beat City View, they had to score 55 to win. So if Jacksboro can figure out – I'm sorry, I hit the wrong one. If Jacksboro can figure out the defense – and you don't even have to play shutout defense. Just be consistent against the good teams. Now, the bad teams last year, they held Henrietta to zero. Eastland – what's weird to say Eastland is a bad team, but Eastland to six. Merkle to seven. Uh, but again, when they play good offenses, the Tigers struggled defensively. But I, I, I think that if they can, and it's as little as giving up seven less a game in those games. Right. Just yeah. giving your team a chance, they could kind of break that, 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 that window or that ceiling. They've kind of been at that 12 game ceiling the last few years and haven't really broke through. This could be a chance for them to break through. All right, that is a look at all the 3A dark horses. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk 2A. First time we've talked 2A on a show that's not a playoff show, and it's going to be fun, and we'll do all that when we come back. Right here on Sideline to Sideline, the Dark Horse Edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See Abla Espanol. 
L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. When the train Terry Bennett Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, and I... I've had a buzz in my ear, not like the fun. You drank too much buzz all night long, and we finally got rid of it. If the buzzing comes over through the show, we apologize. Again, new equipment, new everything. But I think we're back. We've done 3A. We did 4A in the other show. Let's start off our first ever 2A Dark Horse show. Grant, where do you want to start? We're going to go 2A Division One. Where do you want to start? Oh, let's go with Sonora, right? Sonora, uh, Jaime uh, Butron. 1,650 yards passing, uh, what was it, 2,150 yards rushing last year. A dual-threat quarterback with a defense that seems to be coming back from a pretty good year yeah. last year. You, you know, the Broncos should be good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, this was a team last year that was 10-3. and three. Their only loss in the playoffs was to Holly. I say only loss in the playoffs. They lost to Holly in the playoffs. Who didn't lose to Holly, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, I want to bring up something. Uh, the, the one thing, and it's been like this for years, but for some reason it's sticking out more to me tonight, is how many times when you bring up the offense and a quarterback, it's a dual-threat quarterback. I mean, times it is, yeah. I mean, we are now in an era where I can't even remember the last time I saw a traditional pure, pure drop back passer that doesn't move around. Even the ones that you think of as a drop back passer, they're still getting 800 yards rushing. I, you know, the only ones I can go back to are like Stephenville, maybe China Spring, maybe. But even both of those, if they need to run, they can. Yeah, I was say, I, I they think, just stay in the pocket. Yeah, that's just right. that's what but I guess, prefer. But that's they've a good had point. so many weapons that, they, yeah, you know, so many routes underneath, up deep, you know. So, but yeah. but for going back to the Broncos, I mean, this is a team that you know for the last few years they had struggled a little bit. Uh, five and six, four and seven, four and seven. Last year they jumped up to seven and five. Uh, played two games into the playoffs. I, I think this is that natural progression where they should be this year with what they have coming back. A, 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 I think at least a region threat. I mean, again, a lot of it depends on where you finish. You, you know, they they technically tied for the district record, but it was a three way tie uh, between them and Reagan Ca- County and, and Forsan. So you, you've got to get that district championship. That's always so big out there in into a uh, division one. And I think the Broncos I, can. Yeah. Well, I think they can go. I'm going to look. You know, they've got nine, eight or nine guys returning on the offense side of the ball from a 10 and three team last year, six or seven returning on the defensive side of the ball. I think this Sonora team can make it all the way to the finals if things break right. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I, I think that's a very good possibility. Again, it's all about you've got to you've got to get that number one seed. I, I just think yeah. that out there that it's just you, you know just my opinion. But all right, let's now go all the way east. Uh, this is a team that I feel like if we'd have been doing two uh, a football, we'd have said that they were a dark horse a few times. Uh, that's Garrison last year, seven and four. But, you know, that they gave Timpson a hell of a game in district play. Uh, that was a game. And I know, you know, you say, well, Timpson had already clinched a, a district champ. Timpson didn't want to lose in the last play, last game of district. Oh, that they were playing to win that game. Uh, and Garrison almost was able to pull the upset off. They lose 44 to 38. But I'll tell you what, man, 
Garrison, all of their losses last year were quality losses. They lose to Warren 25 to 22. They lose to Joaquin 34 21. And then they got beaten in the playoffs by Corrigan Camden 28 to, to, to 7. But I mean, this is a team that if I don't think they can upset Timpson for district, but if you can up in Joaquin and you become the second place team, again, you have a different path. And, and I think that this is a team that could do it this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, Garrison has a running back, Marion Raspberry, that is uh, pretty special. And then their quarterback, Braden Davidson, um, is a, a pretty salty quarterback. So, yeah, I, I think if Garrison can grab the first or the top spot in that district, I think. By the time they get to Timpson or somebody like that, they can just throw caution to win. Who knows what happens in one game, right? Well, again, though, the problem is, is can they up in Timpson or Joaquin in in the district standings? That that's going to be the the, the issue. I, I don't think they can up in Timpson, but I could see them upending Joaquin. Um, again, eleven two a is just so good at the that top is, uh, at the top of the of the bracket. Now after that, it's a fight for fourth place team, and there's a couple, but one through three, you just can't can't beat. Can I name one that might not be on the run sheet? Yeah, go ahead, man. Uh, three rivers. I was actually that was one of mine. I had was it? Yes, I'm glad um, I can steal one. Caden Salis, a quarterback man, twenty five hundred thirty yards passing. Uh, a really good receiver in Derek Lancaster, or a good running back in Caden Thomas. Uh, three Rivers, man, that might be the team to watch out for uh, in the region. Well, their issue is is they've got Refurio and Shiner above them, right? Uh, and, and you know, last year they went in that Refurio game unbeaten and then got drubbed fifty eight to seven, and then the very next week they played Shiner and got drubbed sixty seven to seven, and that's. That's just a tough back-to-back game. Uh, now, Shiner, I think, takes a little bit of a step back this year, but I don't think Refugio does. No, Refugio's going to be And better. not that Shiner takes that big of a step back, but from the lofty where they have been. Well, I mean, Shiner doesn't have the playmakers and the Brooks, right? Yeah. Either of the Brooks now. Yes. Um, they're still going to be really good up front, but I think Three Rivers athletically can match up with both of them. They're not going to beat Refugio. No. Three Rivers. They'll have a shot against Shiner, but they're going to have to bring the A game to beat Shiner because well, Shiner is Shiner. Well, and what they've got to do is they've got to understand that this year's Shiner is not the last few years of Shiner. And you and I talked about it earlier where confidence to win. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you've got to respect that they're Shiner, but this isn't the Brooks Brothers Shiners. This is a team that will only return like six starters total, and Three Rivers has 20 returning starters, 10 on offense, right. 10 on defense. Is it enough to close the gap? Well, I, I think physically it is. I think it's all in the head. I, I think I, – how many times do we talk about that? A team like Shiner who maybe that one year doesn't have as many uh, stars, but they still have almost as good of a season because they're they've literally beat the team before they've even got on the field. Oh, yeah. And, and for a team like the Bulldogs of Three Rivers, they, they've got to shake Salina that. from the 90s. Yes, right. exactly. A, a yeah. Perfect example. And, and so I think if Three Rivers can accept that they're the more veteran team, they've got more returning starters, I, I think they very well could up in China. But I'm like, you, I, I, I don't think they can beat Refurio in district. But, hey, you get to the playoffs and you play them again, anything can happen. Never know. All right, let's go to Class 2A Division 2. Uh, I got one oh, more 2A D1 yes, in Stanford, yes. man. Uh, their quarterback, Christian Duran, their running back, Case, uh, Kasten Vega, uh, will make that Stanford offense go. And I don't think there's a lot of people 
or a lot of teams in that region that can stop this Stanford offense and actually shut them down. Yeah, you know, you look at their three losses last year, Cisco, Holly, and Forsan. That's all three quality losses. Right. Uh, everybody else, they they scored at will on. They scored 48, 28, 32, 52, 48, 22, on and on and on. Uh, and Britt Hart has got the, you know, got the Bulldogs, I think, on par right there. But just like we talked about with Three Rivers and a couple other teams, their toughest thing is in their district with, with Holly and Cisco. Yeah. Uh, after that, if they could, if they could somehow figure out a way to upend Cisco, I don't think they can upend Holly. Again, we, Holly's not a dark horse because they're the top-rated team in the state. Hey, didn't we stay in Stanford a couple of years ago when we went to that Midland Greenwood? Is that where we technically stayed? I think so. Uh, That was in that weird area where, like, if you, it's kind of like where intern Noe is in Dallas. If you walk out his backyard, you're in Hebron. If you walk out his front yard, you're in Plano. It it was kind of like in one of those areas, but I think it was Stanford. And Stanford's like the, uh, what is the home of uh, a lot of nice people and a few old hardheads or whatever, something like that. I don't know. It's a sign. Oh, I I thought you were judging people. Like, man, can you judge somebody? How do I keep doing this show? Because you love me. All right, let's go to Class 2A Division 2. I'll start off. Let's go with Sims Bowie. I saw that on your list, so I stole it. Oh, man. They got everybody coming back on both sides of the ball, basically. Sands, what, one or two guys on offense, maybe two or three guys on defense. But uh, they had a, what, 9-3 and record last year. Uh, their running back Lane Johnson ran for 1,150 yards. Uh, they got a really experienced offensive line. Sims Bowie does, and and they're in a region where just like last year they got hot and and went to the third round, and they can do that again this year. Uh, you do have to you question about like that district. You had Maud who was salty, but then after that, nobody had a winning record. And we talk about how that that matters, who you play. Uh, last year, that Honeygrove loss was a weird one at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but that's showing to be Honeygrove was a lot better. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Than what everybody thought. Including us on the KTR show. Um, and actually, Honeygrove might be a uh, dark horse as yeah, they, well. They, they got everybody coming back on offense. Like, what, 10 starters coming back on offense and Levin coming back on defense. So, did you just Honey talk Grove, yourself into another one? <laughs> maybe, but they're, I consider them, Honeygrove, maybe close to a top, a, a tier one team. Oh, so really? Not, You're that high on? I like that. Well, I like that. I don't know if I'm that high on them, but they're, they're in a region that they can play tier for. One, tier one, uh, tier one, tier two. And I don't do my dark horses at tier one, tier two levels, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Sunray, the Bobcats. Oh, man, their quarterback, uh, what, Amar, uh, Amando Lujan, yeah, 4,475 yards passing. That's got to be the most in returning in Class 2A. And then they got receivers, uh, Damian uh, Bregan and uh, Kagan Davis. Dude, Sunray offensively is going to be hard to stop. What's their defense going to do? I don't know, but their offense can be really tough to stop. Yeah, you know, they're all the way out there, one, two, a division two. Uh, you, you look at their record last year, as you said, nine and three, and there were solid, three solid losses, including lo- losing to New Home by one point in that uh, second round of the playoffs. Uh, Sunray was in that game all game long. 
Uh, for them, it's just going to be, again, expectations. You're, you're a program that has struggled the last few years. Uh, now that you've won and you're supposed to win, can you continue that? Can, can you can, you know make that next step up and, and be competitive? And, and I think they can. All right, you want to finish out with? Uh, Ten Hall. Ten oh, yeah, Ten Hall, too. Ten Hall, too. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. You know, they didn't have the best record last year, and they were in a hell of a district. Uh, but they got a quarterback coming back and Jitran Moore, um, you know, receiver kind of, you know, he was a quarterback slash receiver, sometimes a running back. He had 1,450 yards uh, rushing, um, a few hundred yards passing, but Moore is kind of like the kid they had back that went to tech a few years ago. Oh yeah, that won them state. Um, yeah. Oh, he's kind of like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you put the kid under center and he can go. He just I don't know if he has enough around him like that guy did. Well, I think he does, but the main thing is he's got everybody back on yeah. defense to so Tennehall I think is going to be really good and then Wentworth and Wentworth. All right. Wentworth is coming off they didn't do a whole lot last year, but the year before last, we know what they did, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they got a really good receiver in uh, Kobe Tickle and uh, uh, Braden uh, Bernard or Bennard, I think it is. Um, so two really good receivers. They're going to have a really good offensive line, but that defensive front is going to be really good for the Trojans. So. I think Winthorpe is a, a very good one, and they're going to be tough to beat in that region. Winthorpe is. Well, I, I could almost make the case that this one's a little hedging because I mean they did play thirteen games last year. They played they were twelve and two in twenty twenty one, and fifteen and one in twenty twenty. Uh, but they 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 were supposed to be better last year, and, and for them slid back. And in saying that, they they played Collinsville in a classic game in that third round, losing thirty two to twenty eight. Uh, but yeah, this is a team, you know, they play a tough schedule. They're going to have Henrietta and Munster to begin things, uh, their defense with, I mean, their, their district with Archer city and Seymour, they're not great, but they're competitive. Uh, and again, the biggest thing for them last year was losing to Seymour. And I think that was like the first time they lost to Seymour in a long, long time. Uh, so if they can get that back, I agree. And they've got that pedigree. And sometimes that you almost, I'm not saying you, you need a step back, but it can kind of refocus a, a team that has all the talent and, and now are two years older. Cause I mean, you know, you talked about Braden Barron and Logan Cope, that whole group, they've all been there for a couple years now. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, for them last year, 13 games was kind of a, 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 a bad year going eight and five. Uh, and so they might have that chip on their shoulder. And if you get a great team that's talented and they also have a chip on their shoulder, man, anything can happen. That is going to do it for this week of shows. Again, the 4A Dark Horse Show, an hour in of itself. It's already up. This one a little bit better, 51 minutes total. Again, it takes us a while to get into it. We do a unique style of shows. And, and even in a normal year, we, we kind of have to find our flow. And especially this year with the new equipment, with the video and, and editing and all that. Uh, but we do appreciate y'all. Y'all kind of let us work out the kinks as we get our shows down. Again, next week, we're going to either record Toughest District or Toughest Region. Uh, and then the next week, we'll record the other one of those. Again, want to thank our title sponsor, SI Design and Printing. Find them online at sidesign.net. Check out those custom prints. I'm telling you, you're going to love them. Great gift to you, to your spouse. You know, you just want to show off your kid and, and put it up on the wall. If you want to give it to them in their senior year, grandmas, granddads, any 
any of those, check out the custom sports prints. It's They, they look great, and, and they're going to be a great get. I think they're going to be really hot sellers this year at Christmas time. Uh, again, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Grant and Terry. You can email us, S2S Grant and Terry. I mean, that's our podcast show, S2SGrantandTerry.com. You can email us, Grant and Terry, at S2SSport.com. Until next time, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the Dark Horse Edition on the L4 Media. Oh,